Welcome to the CCF Podcast. We're a campus ministry at Truman State University. This podcast features sermons from our weekly worship services. Thanks for listening. Tonight is a media fast follow-up. Um, it was going to be, I thought about taking you on a prayer walk around campus. I thought about making you do a leaders meeting style cultish prayer walk around the perimeter of the CCF house. It's like my favorite thing. And uh, kicked around a few different possibilities here to, um, to wrap up the media fast, um, which if you did not participate in the media fast, um, that's fine. And this will be pertinent to you. Um, but what I settled on was this. Well, I'm going to kick it off uh, with, with two quick stories. And the first one is this. We started last Wednesday night, sitting right here, with Reed introducing um, the media fast to us. And um, if you didn't get a chance to be here or to hear that, um, it's on the podcast. You definitely should. It's a whole, uh, a whole theory, philosophy of ourselves and media in t- uh, crammed into one beating heart of, yes, Reed, and then now what do we do? Um, it was most excellent. Um, I hope it set you up the way that it set me up. Um, for this, I was all amped for the media fast. I actually always look forward to it. Um, my children, not as much. Uh, Max just goes, <laughs> I got home and I hadn't talked to them yet. And I was like, oh, babe, we're starting the media fast. And Max just jumps up out of his little cushy chair from in front of the TV and runs around the house. Why do we do a media fast? I hate the media fast. Why? How long is it? 1,600,000 years? Ah! And just, just like running fiery circles around the house. Um, that was about four minutes in to our week-long media fast, so that was good. Um, that's not one of the stories. One of the stories is um, I, a 40-year-old man, not a five-and-a-half-year-old child, on Thursday, so exactly 24 hours into the media fast, um, was sitting at my kitchen table, and it's late Thursday night. Uh, we're done with dinner. All the kids are in bed. All the wives are in bed. All the wife, the one wife, is in bed. And it was just the parallelism of the phrasing. Give me a break. The whole family minus me, um, is in bed. And that's, that's my time to sit at the kitchen table, uh, light a candle, do the reading that I need to do, work on sermons and such, uh, read for class, hang out. Uh, and um, here I had no homework. I had no sermons really upcoming yet. And so um, I was just sitting there and I was like, well, if I had nothing else to do, then I would like catch up on some sporting stuff. And um, I was like, but I'm not doing that because it's the media fast. Pulled down a book off my shelf, a book... Um, that I love reading by Roger Ebert, and uh, just reading some stuff about film history from Roger Ebert, and then I looked up, and it was three hours later, and I was like, oh my goodness, it's 1 a.m., I just read half this book, um, yay for the media fast, and I thought, success, thank you, Reed, you have set us up uh, on a great foot here to get going, and then I sat there for like one more minute, and I was like, man, it's kind of late, I'm kind of getting tired, for the last week when it's late and I've been tired and I only have 10 minutes until I go to bed. What I've been doing is watching Norm McDonald videos on YouTube. Does anyone know Norm McDonald? He used to be on SNL. He's maybe the funniest man who ever lived. He died like two weeks ago. Um, and so I've been um, memento norming by watching old SNL weekend update videos. Uh, and uh, I sat there and I thought, oh, that's why this feels weird. Like literally the last six nights, that's how I've gone to bed is Norm tucking me in with a good night joke. And uh, I was like, well, it's the media fast. And so I read a few more pages. And then I, I swear to you, I, I was as a five-year-old. This, this is what I did. I'm reading my Roger Ebert book. And then I just go, there's my phone, YouTube. Norm McDonald's already right there. There's already a joke pulled up. Like I might as well get my bedtime story. And then I just... And it was actually, it was um, kind of devilishly 
pertinent because there's a whole uh, SNL weekend update segment um, that someone had compiled that was called the worst movie critic of all time. And it was just um, shots of Norm doing uh, stuff on different movies from whatever, being a troll like he was. And uh, it was like an 18 minute video. And I just sat there and I was like, oh, I d there's zero thoughts going through my head. I'm just, I'm, I'm a fly to, to Norm's, I'm a moth to Norm's light there. And uh, that one was over and I was like, ooh, I remember that one. <laughs> you know what I'm talking, you, you've done this, right? But not, not 24 hours into the media fast. Um, so I failed is what I'm saying. And here's the thing. I'm unaccustomed to failing in this way. Like I am very used to pharisaically lording it over other people who are so weak that they can't manage to not click a button when they said I'm not going to click a button. And um, it, was, it was weird for me. And it was like the next day that I was like, oh, that was, dang it. I failed. Um, the media fest is over, I guess. I've, Max, good news. It's 4 a.m. Let's, let's uh, get Black Panther out. And um, so I, um, I, I failed, and it was, it was so weird. I was like a freaking robot. I swear, I had like no, no brain in me. And 1 a.m. is like max brain time for me, too. Um, so, so that's Thursday night. That's 24 hours in, um, and I have failed, okay? But then I bounced back, and I remembered um, Reed's Scott Cairn's poem that he read, that repentance is uh, not sheepish repetition, but repentance is turning toward. And I was like, yes, I will turn toward. And so we have synoptics and soup, and we have morning prayer, and so um, I have the labyrinth, and um, I'm turning toward, and I continue reading the Ebert book, and I'm reading other stuff, and I get a few uninterrupted hours at my fire pit um, one night, the next night. And uh, so I'm turning toward, and it's great. And then we have the retreats last weekend, geniusly timed and placed right in the middle of the media fast, right? And so um, I see some heads nodding. You guys were media fasting um, at the retreats, and that was spectacular. Um, boys at the mill, um, girls out in Iowa. Uh, and that was, um, that was great. Um, got to hang with so many guys, uh, really relaxed quite a bit. Um, although, when I got home, it's Sunday at noon. Jude and I watched the Chiefs game because that was not a part of our fasting terms, so here we'll watch the Chiefs game. We should not have watched it. That was ludicrous and stupid and horrible and didn't realize Satan was presiding over that. And uh, um, that finished, and I'm getting, like, though the retreat is restful-ish, but still, I went to bed at, like, 3.30. I didn't have a pillow, so I'm sleeping, like, on my shoes in my bag, and um, I, I'm not exactly rested I wouldn't say so I'm kind of zombieing around the house Jude's playing outside with the neighbor kids and it's just like as it gets later and later into the afternoon on Sunday Tab and the rest of the kids are in Kansas City getting ready to come back and so Jude's outside and it's just me and I'm doing a little bit of laundry kind of and doing some dishes kind of and thinking about making dinner but not really and I'm just zombieing around and here's I'm calling this um the low post retreat hangover okay so it's the retreat hangover this is my like mental state and the low post is something you don't know, but it's an NBA podcast hosted by um, an NBA insider expert analyst. His name is Zach Lowe, and he's amazing, and his podcast is called The Low Post, and he knows everything about the NBA, and uh, especially the basketball of it, because that's what I care about. Um, right now is NBA dead season. Literally nothing is happening. Like, it's, it's one month of nothing can happen in the NBA. But... Um, I don't even remember how. I see that Zach Lowe has a new episode. Finally, a month, and Zach Lowe has a new episode of The Low Post. So I'm zombieing around my house, being like, oh, the media fast is so great at the retreat. This is so great. Three more days. Click. And I was like, what? What am I? Zach, why are you whispering in my ear? What is happening? And uh, I was like, well, well, since it's here, The Low Post 
And uh, then I'm like walking around, continuing to act like I'm doing laundry and cooking dinner. That's like my normal. Listen to Zach Lowe while I do those um, household chores. Um, but in this case, I'm not really doing the chores, and it's media fast. I don't want to be doing it, but I'm. It's just it's right there, and I have less than enough willpower to just push it one more time to make it stop. And so I'm going. This is how tired I am. I go lay down in bed. I know you kids like have your phones in bed and stuff. I don't do that. I lay down in my bed and I prop it on my little nightstand thing right there and I fall asleep like a little infant with my pacifier that is the low post just just wafting in my ear like, oh yeah, which teams are going to underperform their expected win-loss this, this, this season? Zach, what do you think? Uh, and um, I, I fall asleep that way at like 7 o'clock or whatever it is. The post retreat hangover, um, the low post for me. Here's what I have to tell you. Those two stories from me and the half story from Max. Um, these are media fast failures. Um, now I want to ask you, um, if you participated in the media fast some way, um, did you did you have a failure? Did you like set clear enough terms that you can actually fail? And if you did not participate in the media fast, um, you are included here too. Um, here's what I want you to think about: um, that same impulse that is at work in me to click the thing, even when I like actively don't want to. Um, think back on your last week, and you weren't media fasting. Um, but where's the where's the time, where's the place in your life where you're like, oh, yeah, crap, I just wasted four hours on that. I didn't even mean to. Um, I'm going to give you 60 seconds, and I want you to just re rehearse the week back, um, run back through. Where, where did uh, you fail? Okay, that's good. Um, hey, guess what? God is aware of our failures, our either outright ones or our weaknesses and our fallibilities. Uh, and when we acknowledge it, it's it's not really for God, it's for us. Um, so would you with me, can we stand together as a community of weak, silly little people? Um, we're going to um, pray these prayers of confession. Um, and the first one you can you can repeat after me, it's very simple. It's called the Jesus Prayer. It goes, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me. A sinner. Awesome. And the second one I will offer on our behalf. Uh, it's also a confession of sin. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent for the sake of your son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Amen. You can have a seat. Uh, we are weak and silly people who also are living, breathing, growing, um, strong and devoted creatures um, who really can um, do real things to... Um, to, to do better, um, to, to learn to become fully human, fully ourselves. And so um, alongside those failures, uh, what occurred to me was um, there's a whole string of successes also when I look back now one week um, over this media fast. And um, I mentioned our big group communal stuff. Um, there were people who came to the labyrinth a couple of nights ago. Um, we had the synoptic soup stuff here, um, just listening to the entire um, passion narratives. We had all the stuff over the retreats, just amazing opportunities for quiet and connection, uh, becoming more fully ourselves. Um, hot tea, warm read last night, um, the, the worship night at the beginning last week. Um, all of these are uh, communal aspects for us 
um, to turn not only from media, uh, but to turn toward um, each other and to God and toward ourselves. Um, for me personally, I had um, two long stretches at my fire pit, my favorite spot in the world, um, just a couple unbroken hours to sit um, alone and to think, reflect, pray. Um, it's, it's my happy place. Um, I mentioned like cooking, doing household chores, driving around town. That's like where I'll get through a surprising number of podcasts while I'm doing that. And so aside from the one low post retreat hangover debacle, um, it was it was quiet for me. Driving, quiet, cooking. I was praying for my kids that I was cooking for instead of brushing up on the Utah Jazz this season. Um, I, I did get to read. I've got a difficult family situation that I just couldn't quite... Um, sort through and figure out, and I got to dedicate a lot of time to just uh, writing some of that out, praying on that, even talking to other people. Um, I've never been so hungry to hear music. For me, the the main things for the fast are music and podcasts. Those are like my normal uh, uh, media diet. Uh, I I'm counting this as a success. I I am uh, very 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 eager to listen to music again. I'm actually at the men's retreat. I was noting. When we were singing together there, I was like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. And maybe it's just a lot of guys with amazing voices, or maybe it's that I hadn't listened to anything sung in five days. And so when I was blasted with that, I don't know if anybody else had this experience, um, but it has um, whetted my appetite tonight. We're breaking the meeting. It's, it's over for most of us, the official terms. It's over. Um, this is an album. It's a double album. It's by The Microphones. It's from, I think, 2002. It's called The Glow Part 2. Has this really cool elephant on the front. I've been trying to get this album for three years, and um, Natalie knows how to do eBay. And so I got it last week. It came in yesterday. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I was like, I was like, oh, Carson, drive back to that record store where you were, or I'll drive there so I can get it. Um, and Natalie was like, oh, yeah, it's on eBay. <gasps> so um, it's right here. I'm going to listen to it tonight. I am, I've never been so excited um, to hear something. Uh, I, I hope for you um, that part of what happened, part of the success of uh, what we were doing in abstaining um, is, is paying attention to those things, is a palate cleanse in a way. Um, it's, you know, like if you don't eat sugar for two weeks, then eating an apple is like, wow, this is uh, delightful and surprisingly sweet. Or the first time you have cheesecake after that, you're like in a coma. Um, versus, you know, if all you're doing is pounding sugar all day long, it's like kind of loses its thing. Um, so... I want you um, to think, I'm going to give you 60 seconds, um, what were the successes? Whether you were explicitly media fasting or not, um, if you weren't, then where were the quiet moments? Where were the times that you had unexpected uh, solitude, silence, prayer breakthroughs, opportunities in scripture, conversations? Uh, but look back on the last week, um, where were the amazing successes uh, that happened? Excellent. Um, happy success. And now, um, would you stand again? For our failures we have confessed and for um, these tastes and glimmers of the better thing that we are attempting to turn toward, um, I bring to you again uh, what Reed read you at the beginning. It is metanoia, repentance, changing your mind, changing your habits. Uh, this is from Scott Cairns, and he says, Repentance, to be sure, but of a species far less likely to oblige sheepish repetition. Repentance, you will observe, glibly bears the bent of thought revisited, and mind's familiar stamp, a quaint half-hearted doubleness that couples all compunction with a pledge of recurrent screw-ups. Amen. The heart's metanoia, on the other hand, turns without regret, turns not so much away as toward 
these successes we've noted. As if we, slow pilgrims, have been surprised to find that sin is not so bad as it is a waste of time. Amen. Have a seat. Uh, hey, thank you for your participation so far. And um, I, I do want to say the next time um, that we come up on a media fast, uh, I hope that you will um, again, or maybe for the first time, um, participate with us. Uh, <coughs> I have a, a couple of ongoing thoughts. So we, we did the media fast, and that was last week. Uh, and the point of that is largely not for what happens in that week. It's a it's a, a, a purge kind of, it's a, it's a time of attention um, for the habits that in our normal lives every day we do live in. Um, it's a chance for us to wake up to ourselves and to our reality, um, burst the illusion that we are so strong and self-controlled and we actually have no time and yet our you know, device histories would say otherwise. Um, it's, a, it's a chance for us um, to wake up into that, not just to be bludgeoned by, oh my goodness, why can't you do better, um, but to to become alive to it so that um, we can become more human, we can become more fully ourselves, we can um, ultimately live better lives of faithful discipleship. Um, and so that's the, the point of that. You can think of that week as like an intense one-hour counseling session, and what happens there is not just for the restricted purpose of that one hour, but it's to pay attention to what uh, your life actually looks like um, so that you can bring that to bear on your, your life moving forward. And so that's what we're trying to do. We hope that this Media Fast um, is, is a launching pad, is really one more step along the way. Um, it's just uh, a workout to flex our muscles, um, to become more attentive, um, so that in our lives moving forward, um, we can develop better habits. We can pay better attention to, to what we do. We can stop um, fooling ourselves, excusing ourselves. Uh, again, God's not looking at you asking, why don't you have everything down perfectly right now? Um, but God is inviting us um, to, to step slowly into uh, continued discipleship. And so um, I, I want to say, uh, first of all, um, that okay, I'm going to skip a David Foster Wallace thing I was going to read you. If you want to hear it later, you can ask me. So I'll say instead, first of all, this. Um, the, the reason um, that, we're, that we're doing this is not because um, media is bad. Um, there actually, there are no bad things. I don't know if you knew that. There, there are no um, bad things. There are only um, lesser versions of good things, and there are only um, distorted uses of good things. Um, but there are no, no bad things themselves. So media, as Reed noted, um, that's just, it, it just means between us. Uh, th there's no escaping the fact that we are embodied creatures and everything that comes to us is mediated by something. Sound waves use the air to come to us. Light comes to us. Um, everything is mediated um, by something else. A conversation, direct conversation with another person, um, is a closer order of communication than listening to Norm Macdonald tell a joke on YouTube, and yet when I'm standing face-to-face -face with Keevan, it's still his vocal cords doing a thing with his mouth, doing a thing to the air between us, doing a thing to my eardrum, doing a thing to my brain. All of these are mediated things. Um, and so when, when we talk about media, um, we're, we're often restricting it to a very specific TV shows, music. Um, and uh, that's, that's good and fine, and those are a, a huge part um, of what we're doing. Uh, but it's not different in kind from, from all other mediated experiences. When you're walking around on campus, when you're listening, when you're reading a book, once upon a time, 
books were cutting edge technology and people were like, oh my goodness, what do we do with this? Do I love reading too much? Should I be doing other things like plowing my field and not just reading this book at candle by candlelight all night? Um, that, that's a long time ago. We've gotten used to that. Um, that's an old thing that doesn't titillate in the same way that new technologies do for us. Um, and yet those are, those are still media. Those are mediated experiences um, that we have to learn how to live with. And so I want to say um, the doctrine of creation, that in the beginning God spoke and he made this and he made that and he made all that is, um, the, the doctrine of creation that all of that has come from God good um, tells us that, that our job is not to just cast away um, bad media. Twitter itself is not a bad thing. Uh, and yet um, it, it can be twisted, distorted, it can get out of whack the way that we uh, use it can be can be a problem um, but but it is uh, it's important it's important um, first of all to note that um, God made the world good and the things in it are good and, and our job in turning toward um, is to do the best we can with the things around us our embodied physical selves and the embodied physical world um, to make good use of media to make good media ourselves um, and in the garden um, just after uh, we're told that uh, God creates everything good. Um, we have these verses from just past that. And God says, Let us make humankind in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created us, humankind, in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And then a little, a little uh, bit later in Genesis chapter 2, uh, it says that God um, formed us again, humankind, from the dust of the ground, and he breathed into us, um, and he set us in the garden um, to tend it, to, to work the land, to make something of it. Uh, and fr from these verses, um, it's important um, that we have a starting place, that we are um, co-creators with God, um, called to steward our own lives and the things around us. Um, which includes media, like the, the way that we use it, but also um, the, the way that we make it, the, the things that we make in our own lives. Um, th those are good endeavors, blessed by God, um, that we are charged with figuring out with wisdom and discernment um, how to do well. What kinds of things lead to flourishing for myself and for others? Um, what kinds of things lead to us uh, learning to better glorify God? And um, what are the ways in which um, we can use the things of the earth around us um, to, to detract from that, um, to, to destroy uh, what God has made um, in us and around us? So the way that we're approaching media is, is not like, well, it would really be better if we just shut it out altogether, but because we're weak, we'll make this exception, and I guess I'll watch this TV show, but really, I should be doing something else. Um, I, I want to say uh, that, that our task is, if you think of your life as a pie chart— um, then, then the, the, the job of, of your um, ongoing wise living and discipleship is to arrange the pieces so that they're balanced correctly. And so uh, the, the problem is, is not media itself. The problem is if 85% of our pie chart is Netflix and Spotify and YouTube and whatever, Instagram, and then we have you know 4% of conversations with living people and 2% of eating and sleeping and whatever, the, the problem is, is not the technology itself. The problem is that in our lives, it's, it's out of whack. It's, it's distorted, and so it's going to do um, damaging things to us and to others. Um, so we're hoping in the media fast to wake up to that, um, to change some of our habits, to, to squeeze those pie charts um, pieces better. And for some of you, you need to sleep more. 
my whole life I've needed to sleep more, still haven't figured it out, but I'll get there at some point. Um, I, I see that in the in the pie chart. Like, oh, it'd actually be better if I just slept more and didn't, even if it's reading a book, whatever it's doing, um, don't do that and sleep more, and that's gonna be that's gonna be better for me. Um, for some of you, it's you know whatever it's it's working out, it's attention to um, clothing and uh, the whatever else. Those things um, are fine in themselves uh, when situated correctly with everything else in your life. Uh, and so, um, what we're attempting to do. As, as a community of disciples um, is to communally pay attention um, to our own lives uh, with each other um, to, to try to uh, craft, uh, craft those lives better. There's a passage you may be familiar with. Um, to me, it, it works as a baseline and an end point um, for all of this. It's originally um, in the Old Testament, but then Jesus gives a redux version. In Mark chapter 12, Jesus answers, um, the most important thing is here, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second thing, it's related, it's of a piece, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Nothing else is greater than these things. Um, so if we hear Jesus' words, um, the, the point is what you're trying to do in your life. I'm struggling to, to learn things and to, to do things, um, figuring out where you're going to go and what you're going to be. The point of all of that um, is to learn to love God with all of your heart, soul, mind, strength. So you can think again of, the, of that pie chart. Uh, and it's not as if loving God is something categorically different from watching TV, eating, sleeping, calling your mom, having a conversation with your roommate. Um, the, the point is that we learn to love God um, by doing those things appropriately and well. There, there is nothing else. There's not just a, a separate sliver that's called loving God. The whole thing is y- your life in an effort to love God. You have no other means of doing that uh, other than the things that God has given you, which includes quiet, solitude, interior work. Absolutely. That's like a pie piece that needs to be enlarged for us. Um, cut down on some of the other stuff and give yourself some quiet some space. Uh, but please, please don't confuse um, that, that, oh, I'm not going to do that because I'm going to love God instead. Like we have all kinds of difficult decisions to make. We need to say no to all kinds of things. Uh, but we, we should recognize that heart, soul, mind, strength, everything that we have or do, those, those are the ways um, that we love God. And if, uh, if you don't like the pie chart, there's another picture. Um, you can think of a wheel. Okay, so picture a big old wagon wheel spokes going to the center, all right? And if these spokes are the different aspects of your life, um, you know, studying economics, cooking and eating dinner, uh, playing intramurals, having a conversation with whoever, reading and learning this, um, if the spokes, uh, if, if those, are the, those are the spokes, then what you have control over is um, uh, how, how big those spokes are and how many you're trying to fit in there and to, to build and to work on. Um, but there's not a spoke in there, again, that's called loving God or glorifying God. Um, instead, the hub at the middle that supports all of those spokes and that all of those spokes are pointed toward, um, that, that's, that's God himself there in the middle. Okay, and so the wheel, if the wheel is your life, um, you don't learn to love God better with all that you have uh, by trying to love God better. Um, you, you love God by um, working on forgiving the person who did this and uh, being generous in this way. Um, but th- those spokes are the things that we have. And um, the media fast for us is a way of recognizing uh, we're, we're a little 
out of whack. We're a little distorted. Like if we have this wagon wheel, then uh, maybe we have one gigantic spoke that's like entertainment media, and there's like nothing else on the other three quarters of the wheel. So now when the wheel's turning, it just collapses and it crushes. Like, oh, crap. Uh, wh- what's the problem? Well, not the media itself, but there's nothing else in my life um, that I'm, I'm learning to uh, to love God with. And so the shalom that God envisions um, is, is not being furthered by this wagon wheel of my life. One more particip- participatory thought. Um, I would like for you to consider for just a second, pick one of those images, the pie chart, um, the wheel with the spokes, um, and think about what are uh, the the different um, what are the different callings that God has given you. What are the opportunities um, in your life um, that you uh, have been given to to make the most of, and what are the things that you have to say no to? Um, but picture um, those spokes or those pie chart pieces. Um, what what's one for you that you know is out of whack? Either it needs more attention for me, it's sleep, or it's something that like holy crap, I need to rein this in and get control of it. It's four hours of Netflix every night before you go to bed. Uh, but just uh, I'm going to give you 60 seconds. Um, picture in your own life um, the, the wagon wheel of your life, which spokes are uh, somehow distorted. Okay, thank you. And to help us lock that in, um, would you stand up? And I would like to read uh, this. Shema from Jesus one more time. Um, Let's make it our prayer together. Uh, We ask Jesus, what's the important thing that we're supposed to be thinking and doing, Lord? And he says, listen, people, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. The second thing is like it. You shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. Nothing else is greater than these. Yes, Lord. It's hard. We're trying. Thank you. Um, and as the music people go ahead and come up for our final song, uh, I'd like to read the final paragraph of this liturgy um, for engaging media that these prayer people um, have put together. And uh, this will be our prayer for stepping back out into the world, out of the media fast, into our normal lives where we figure out uh, what is wise and we discern um, how do we live with media Uh, Hear these words. May the stories we partake of in all the various media and the ways in which we engage them make us in the end more empathetic Christ bearers, more compassionate, more aware of our own brokenness and need for grace, better able to understand the hopes and fears and failings of our fellow humans so that we might more authentically live and learn to love among them unto the end that all of our stories might be more beautifully woven into your own greater story. Amen.